Second Peter chapter 3, the last chapter, and just keep, keep the scriptures open. We'll be referring to them in a moment. Let's just bow in a moment's prayer. Father, we come before thee tonight for your word. Man can live by bread alone, but we can't. We need to hear the word of the living God to our souls. Even tonight, Lord, as we pause between this year and next, we draw nigh to thee, O God, the giver of life and the taker of life, the eternal, omnipotent, omniscient God of heaven that we have been heard heard our brother reading about tonight. Thank you for what we have heard and sung. Settle us in thy presence. Speak to our hearts. For Jesus' sake. Amen. Over 40 years in the ministry, I've had the occasion to meet Many parents, uh, parents uh, who are Christians and who brought up families in Christian homes and who were greatly concerned about them as they went on into their teenage years and beyond. I heard stories over the years like something I'm going to say to you now. We taught them the Bible. We had the family altar in our home. We sent them to Sunday school and to good news clubs. We taught them about the things of God and prayer, the Lord's table and the second coming and the Lord's return we told them all the truths of the scripture and some of them even prayed with us the sinner's prayer and then they would say this but tonight or today they're very very far away from God they don't seem to have any interest in the things of God. If they go to church, it's only they go to church to please you. And they don't seem to have any concern about the way they live and the things that they do. And I often considered this and I thought of it much indeed. I didn't know I would be here tonight speaking until this morning. But this has been in my heart in the past couple of weeks. We tell them about the Bible. We tell them about the doctrines. We tell them of the things that are right and the things that are good. But you know, there's one thing, and I think we're nearly all to blame for it. 
We don't tell them about the enemy. The enemy. And a lot of parents don't tell their children about the enemy. Satan. The devil. And what the Bible says about him and his power and what he can do. And the reason for that is many parents don't know themselves. I want you to think about that because it's been on my heart. We don't tell them that there's a subtle, deceptive, evil, wicked enemy waiting on them. And once they leave the shelter of the ark and step out to secondary school, university, or into the workplace, He's waiting on them. He's waiting to destroy them, to destruct them, and to deceive them. The devil is a multicolored, cultured, natured being. And what I mean by saying that is he can be the serpent one minute. He can be the lion another minute and he can be the angel of light another moment. And it would do us all good as parents and everybody else to study the doctrine of Satan as we go down into these last dark, awful days which he is engineering with all his might and with all his power. His name's Tell us what he is. As the devil, he is the deceiver. As the adversary, he is our accuser. As the angel of light, he is a bluffer. As our enemy, he is the opposer. As the hinder, he stops and deters us. As the God of ages, he blinds us. As the tempter, he allures us. And only those are a few of you would like to call them the attributes of Satan and his evil work amongst the people. Let us not be too hard on the young teenager. Let us not be hard, too hard on the young lassie or the young fellow. For there's an awful power going on in these last days. And when our Lord Jesus Christ came the first time, every demon in hell attacked him. They came from everywhere, out of people you wouldn't have expected. And when he's coming the second time and we're near the Lord's return, every power of hell is at work. Attacking the children and the young people and marriages and families. He is an evil, he's a wicked, he's a deceptive fool. And he that took Adam and Eve down before sin came. Do you hear that? He took Adam and Eve down before sin came into the world. 
And he that took Adam and Eve down, and David down, and Solomon down, and Gideon down, and hundreds of others down, and Peter down, he'll take you down, and he'll take the children down, and we can't handle them, and we can't face the enemy unless we know him. We need to know how he works. We need to know what he does. We need to know the way he does it. And many times that Christians blame the devil, it's not the devil at all. Not at all. We blame the devil for everything. Somebody said, the devil gave me an awful day today. The devil wasn't near you today. He might have had a demon, maybe. He's too busy to be bothering with you. He has demons and herds of demons at work. And we need to know him. And as we go into 2024, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9, there's a great door and effectual open to us. There's a very effective door open to us believers. And I'm speaking on behalf of this assembly, a very effectual door open for us as we step over 12 o'clock into 2024. But Paul says we have an adversary. We're going to face the devil. And you be sure of it now. And you learn about him. And you know about him. So when he comes, that you'll know it's him. And you'll not be blaming the wife. And you'll not be blaming the husband. And you'll not be blaming the child. You'll know the way that he works. Paul says we're not ignorant of his devices. A lot of us are ignorant of his devices. Oh, he says an awful message going into a new year. No, no, it's not. It's not. Listen to me for the next 10 minutes. Here's a verse that I want to leave with you before we step out into 2024. 2 Peter 3 and 17. Look at it. This is Peter. And these are the last words of Peter. For he says earlier, I'm going to put off this old body. I'm going to go. He's on his way out. And if anybody had the authority to preach on Satan, on the power of Satan, the adversary, then Peter was one of them. For he handled him on one occasion. And he'll handle you too. And he'll handle the young fella, and we're not able for him on our own strength. Here's what Peter says. Watch this verse. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing that you know these things. Now let's stop a wee minute there. What things is he talking about? Well, if you read the first epistle and the second epistle, and the second epistle in particular, it tells us what he's talking about. He's talking about 
You know the things regarding the gospel, about patience, about courage, about boldness. You know the things concerning the last days and false prophets and heretics and scoffers of the Lord's return, all in Second Peter. And you know about the, the melting of the earth, that it'll burn up with fervent heat. He says, we have taught you all those things. And you know all those things. And friend, we can teach all these things to a congregation and we can teach them to the church and we can teach them day after day after day and we can have prophecy meetings, revival meetings and prayer meetings. But he says in this text here, he says, beware, look at it. Seeing that you know these things before. And then he comes in with this mighty word, beware. Be on guard. This is a military word. My friend, if I could put a, one word out in neon signs over that door as you go out tonight and over the door of your home as you step out every day, it would be the word beware. This is a military word. It means to watch, be vigilant. Be alert. There's signs somewhere in Western Australia where it says, beware of great white sharks. Well, great white sharks are Mickey Mouse compared to his evil, wicked being that we're speaking about. All they can do is tear the body. Beware, then he says this in the time, beware lest ye also, after knowing all this doctrine and knowing all this truth, and knowing all about the, the gospel and the tabernacle and all the things that we teach and teach and teach, but how many do we ever hear? Preaching and teaching on the subtlety and the deceptiveness and the wickedness of satanic powers that are everywhere around us today. I have to plead guilty as a preacher going on in years that I haven't preached this doctrine to my congregation the way that I should. Watch the text again. Lest ye also be led away, that word carried away, or fall away. Now listen, see the foe here. Be led away with the error of the wicked, or the wicked one and fall from your steadfastness. Now here's a word for each of you tonight here. Watch your back. Old Jimmy Armstrong used to tell us that in, in Armagh Baptist. Watch your back. 
He'll not come the way you think he'll come. And he'll not come where you think he'll come. And we need deceptive. We need, we need, we need a spirit of, of knowledge and discernment. Discernment. If ever we needed knowledge and understanding and discernment and wisdom, we need it today. Those four things. You hear that? I pray to God every day of my life, Lord, will you give me wisdom? But I haven't got it. Give me wisdom. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask for it. Lord, I said, I'm now asking you for today again, for I'll make a hash of something that I'm going to do. And I need wisdom, and I need understanding, and I need knowledge, and I need discernment. All of those things as we step over into this new year now, very shortly. Watch this text again. Feed yourself on this text. Beware. Beware. Be on guard. Be alert. Lest ye also being led away with the error. That word error is the word fraud. Or foolery. Or dupe. You see, he'll dupe you, he'll fool you, he'll fool young people into wrong relationships. He'll fool you into wrong purchase of a house. He can dupe you and you will think. I'm sick and hear people saying, have a wee word from the Lord. But I tell you, word for, words from the Lord are not that easy. God, you know. We get a wee, we've got a wee word from the Lord. Just suits you the wee word, doesn't it? A woman said to me one time, I'm going to get married to this man whether you like it or not. She knew before she said what I was going to say. Because according to scripture, she shouldn't have been marrying him. But I'm going to marry this man, whether you say it or whether you like it or not. She said to me, sitting with the door of the car open one day, I stopped at her house. I knew her from she was a child. And I called to visit her father, and he said, call up. And I called up as she got into the car. She's just about to marry. She was married. Before I could open my mouth, she said, I'm going to marry him whether you like it or not. She said, it doesn't matter whether I like it or not. She said, oh, word from the Lord. I said, you have no word from the Lord. The Lord doesn't speak contrary to his word. We can get a wee word from the Lord whenever we want to suit us. We can flick through the pages and we can read the daily reading someday. and say, oh boy, look at this. I was just talking about that last night. The enemy knows how to handle it. And I'm glad to hear these men talking about the prayer meeting. Keith, 
and Colette talking about the blessings in the prayer meeting. My friend, we need to keep together and we need to keep praying. And we need to keep seeking God. Lest, he says, lest, he says, ye also being led away with error be duped and defrauded by the enemy. But thank God that we're not going to end on that note. For the enemy may come in like a flood. He can and will come in like a flood. And he is coming in like a flood. But the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against them. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit living in us and through us. The Holy Ghost prayed through in the prayer meetings. I tell you, he hates the prayer meeting. He hates the family altar. We need to stand and we need to pray because we're going to see that as we close here, the steadfastness. Remember this, that they overcame him, that is Satan, with the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. The blood of the lamb. He can handle most things, but he can't handle the blood. He'll handle you, but he can't handle the blood. Amen. He'll handle me too, but he can't handle the blood. And I'm not running afraid of him tonight either. Indeed I'm not. I'm not taking lectures from the devil tonight, and I'll tell you why. Because on the cross, Christ cried, Finished! And redemption's price was paid. And my sins were cast into the sea of his forgetfulness, sewed up in a bag and cast out of sight. Hallelujah. Never to be remembered again no more. I'm not bothered about past sins. Devil doesn't disturb me. Oh, he does. He attacks me about them. <laughs> I hear the accuser roar of things that I have done. I know them all and thousands more. Jehovah findeth none. Not a one. They're all gone as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed my transgressions from He's a liar and he's the father of lies. And there's enough liars without listening to him. Here's the answer, my friend. The answer is in this text. Beware lest ye also being led away, carried away, fall away, with the error, with the fraudstry and the foolery and the duplicity of the evil one, the error of the wicked one, fall from your own, here's the word now, steadfastness. We need to stand steadfastly in these last days and doing all, having done all, to stand. Submit yourself unto the Lord. I hear people praying now, and I'll contradict you if you do it. I hear people praying, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. You need to quote the first part of that text. Submit yourself unto the Lord and resist the devil and he shall flee. You need to submit yourself first. You need to get down on your face first of all and get the power to resist them. 
And that's what we do in these prayer meetings. We're getting the power to resist them. Resist the devil and he, he the word God says, shall flee. And indeed he will. I can tell you he'll flee from your children and he'll flee from your home. But we have to know him. We, we need to put, stand steadfastly like the soldier in Ephesians 6 with the armor. We need to get the shoes dug in, the shoes of the gospel of peace dug in and we need to stand our ground. We must not flinch. We must not run afraid from all this woke nonsense and immorality and all that's been taught to our children and everything that we're hearing every day from the sodomites and everybody else. We need to stand. Dead fast. Or he'll make men meet of us and close this place like he has closed hundreds of places. Let us not flinch from these old doctrines of truth that we have taught here for 34 years. Let us put the shoes on and stand and the helmet of salvation and the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God in all its power. We must not capitulate on the old standard. We must stand against modernism. Here's my message, my friend, as we go into 2024 from this pulpit. It may be the last pulpit time I'll stand on the pulpit. It may be the last New Year's Eve that I'll ever stand on this pulpit. But here's my message, my friend, is this. We must stand against modernism, humanism, Catholicism, ecumenism, and every other damnableism that there is. And this false, bloodless, anemic gospel that they're preaching across our land that wouldn't save a crow. We must stand and defend the old doctrines of justification, sanctification, substitution, the atonement. We must stand for what we have in our constitution. We must stand for the virgin birth, his virtuous life, his vicarious death, his victorious resurrection, and his visible return. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. Hallelujah. He is able to keep us from falling. You don't have to fall and stumble tomorrow. You don't have to go down under the devil tomorrow. You can lift your voice in prayer and praise unto the Lord every time you take a step. There's victory in the Jesus. I'm always glad that I was led to the Lord through that text in 1 John 1, 7. And, and I thank God every time that I think about it that the Lord knew the text to lead me to the, to, to, to the Lord with. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses, continues cleanses, continually cleanses ETH, continually cleanses from all sin, hallelujah cleansed every moment of every day sin's gone, cast away praise God for the gospel 
Praise God for the old gospel of the cross and the blood and redemption. And we need to stand for it. Stand firm. On to him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Hallelujah. The joy is coming. It says of the Lord Jesus for the joy that was set before him. I tell you, it wasn't the cross that they were thinking about. It wasn't the cross that Paul was talking about. There was no joy in the cross. There was no joy in being stripped naked and crowned with thorns and spat upon him. There was no but the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. Despised the shame. He sat down at the right hand of the glory and the devil's under his feet tonight. And the devil will always be under his feet. He's under his feet now for he's in the glory. He's the lamb upon the throne. Glory to God and all his sovereignty. He's over all. He's bigger than the one we wrote of a boy in North Korea. I heard him on last night of the morning saying that he's going to build up these weapons and face America. He'll face nothing. The only wee runt of a boy. He's only a leaf in God's wind. That's all he is. They're only leaves in God's wind. That's all Macron is. That's all Biden is. That's all Putin is. That's all Aragon and Turkey is. That's all Hominian Iran is. Only leaves in God's wind. He'd blow them about whatever way he wants. My God is on the... I tell you, he's he's in the glory. He's on the throne. Hallelujah. I was talking to him most of the day. And he's under his feet. Some of these days he's going to burst the clouds and he's going to come again. He's going to be under his feet again for he's going to come as the Antichrist, the man of sin. And he's about somewhere now. He's about to, he's about to appear. Tell me what else could solve the situation in the Middle East. There'll have to be a man appearing very soon. He's going to appear. When he comes to the air, he's going to come to the earth in the person of the Antichrist. But whenever the Lord comes to the earth to reign in Jerusalem, he's going to put him down into the pit. Hallelujah. He's going to bind him. And he's still under his feet. And he'll always be under his feet because of Calvary. Blessed Calvary. Blessed Gospel. Blessed Cross. These are the doctrines that made this place here what it is. We have a long way to go. We have a school being built behind us. Hallelujah. And let me tell you this. We're going to be opening the school very shortly. We're three quarters way there. We're going to get children in. We're going to teach them the truth. Pull them as brands from the burning, from this filthy stuff they're being taught in streamlined schools. We're going to teach them the truth of God's word. And it's going to be powerful what God's going to do. But don't you, don't you imagine for one moment that we'll not face the adversary. Don't you imagine for one moment that it's going to go light. If you're not able to stand the heat, get out. We need men and women here to stand. The battle's on. There's battles on for the hearts and the lives of the children. And the marriages and the families and the home. And we need to call the men and women of God to prayer and fasting and waiting and weeping between the porch and the altar, for it's going to be fierce. 
And it's not for the faint-hearted. Not for the faint-hearted. Then I'm finished now. But look at what it goes on to say in the text. Beware lest ye also be led away with this error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. Stand fast and stand firm. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Let us go and let us grow in grace. Now, in case there's somebody here and you're not saved tonight, that text, grow in grace, doesn't apply to you because you can't grow until you're born. Seed can't grow until it's born. You can't grow until you're born. We can't cause growth. But God help us not to hinder it. God help us not to hinder it. It has to come from God. We grow by watering the seed with the word and with prayer. Strengthening ourselves every day for the battles and the fight. Knowing that the devil's a defeated foe. And he'll burn and turn and churn in hell one day and he knows it. He knows it. One angel. One key. That's all it takes. And cast him into the bottomless pit. I tell you, the old boy in Belfast used to say, Lord, when he's going in, give me a kick at him going down in. And all our troubles will be over. And all the battles will be won. And we'll have new bodies like unto his glorious body. And we shall see him in all his glory. And we'll wish we had given him more. Take these words as, as you go home with the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians. Who, this is all in one verse now, who has delivered us? Hallelujah. Delivered, set free. Glory to God. I'm as free tonight as I was that day in Spencer Street in Fermanagh. I'm free. And he that the sun sets free is free indeed. And not only free, but I'm full. Hallelujah. Paul says, who delivered us as the past? Then he says, who doth deliver us as the present? Hallelujah. And then he goes on in the same verse, or maybe the verse before, I'm not sure, besides he says, who has delivered us, who does deliver us, who will yet deliver us. Hallelujah, it's coming. Going to take us up and take us out and take us in. Glory to God, the trumpet could sound tonight. Lift up your head and look up for your Redeemer draweth nigh. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited. For I'm going to be forever with the Lord. And could be in the month of January, February. It'll not be long one way or another till I'll see him anyway. Glory to God. What a, what a saviour. What a Lord.